to MedJabber and Jabber Talks, where medical device and life sciences experts come to collaborate. And now, here's your host, Eric Keeler. Today, we'll be talking with Reeves Bird, CEO of Voxello Inc. Reeves brings 20 years experience as an executive in emerging medical device markets. He has gone through five FDA 510Ks, two pre-market approvals, and has multiple patents. Voxello is a startup medical company that provides services and devices to help hospitals improve their standard of care through better communication with disabled patients. So, Reeves, welcome to the call. Oh, thank you, Eric. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. So, with any startup, uh, the big uh, burning question is, how did you start? So, we're going to start with that, I guess, and uh, how did you come up with the idea for the for the noddle, and, and tell us a little bit of how it all came about. Oh, sure. Um, well, actually, first of all, I, I had nothing to do with coming up with the idea of the noddle. Uh, that was... That predates uh, my joining Voxello. Uh, the Noddle was founded at the University of Iowa through a program called IMEG. That stands for Iowa Medical Innovations Group. And in that, what, what they do, it's a senior project, and they put together a group of students from various disciplines. So you might have, well, you almost always have some engineers. You might have a business person, a marketing person, maybe a finance person. And that team of students will then pick a faculty member. It could be a clinician, it could be a professor, um, but but somebody at the university to be their uh, mentor and to help them with the idea. And the purpose of the program is to simulate a business. So this team of students uh, went to Richard Hertig, who at the time was the chair of Speech and Communications Disorders Lab. And uh, what I learned is that that's the number one lab of its kind by U.S. News and World Report in the country. And so uh, Richard Hertig had been dealing with the problem in the hospital of overcoming communication barriers with patients, patients that were intubated or trached. Um, they may be very immobile, may not have the strength to write or even activate a nurse call. And so Richard would uh, go to his lab and come up with solutions for these patients, individualized solutions, so that the patient could either activate a nurse call or communicate or whatever their needs were. Um, Obviously, these one-off solutions are not scalable. So the idea was, what if we could come up with a system that would be simple, easy to use, and would work on all patients? so that whatever gesture they could make, you know, whether it's an eye blink or a tongue click or maybe they can bite down on a stylus bulb, whatever that gesture is, we would have a way of sensing it and then controlling multiple devices. And in general, what we're doing is controlling the nurse call or activating the nurse call and controlling a speech generation device. So now the patient can communicate their needs. For example, being able to say, I'm in pain. My pain is located in my chest. My pain is at a level eight. Now the caregiver can can deal with that rather than trying to guess at just knowing that the patient is uncomfortable or frustrated but not really having any idea uh, what's going on with that patient. 
It, that's very interesting. So, so now that you've you've uh, you've got this, and obviously the noddle is the the answer to that. What's so? What's what's your uh, overall mission with this? Well, our our, our overall mission. Um, first, I want to back up just a little bit because there are two things that um, may not be totally apparent as to how big this problem is, and so we need to look at that. You know, what what are we really solving here? And, and the issue is, out of 35 million patients that go through our hospitals, 3.9 million of those find themselves in a situation like this where they can't autonomously communicate or activate a nurse call. And this is a big problem for hospitals because these patients are three times more likely to experience a preventable adverse event as compared to the rest of the patient population. In 2008, a law was passed that m- made those expenses from preventable adverse events and all complications that come up from that, those expenses have to be paid for by the hospital. The hospital cannot file for reimbursement. The hospital cannot charge the patient. So we went through and we data mined and looked at how big this problem is. And this is costing our hospital systems like over $3.5 billion. Some estimates are north of $5 billion. So if we can reduce that preventable adverse event rate, by uh, providing communication for these patients, then we're going to have a huge impact to the hospitals in terms of ROI. So that's, um, that's one of the big problems is how do we save the hospital money, and, and that's, that's predominantly how we do it. The, the second aspect is, as you can imagine, these patients needing, communicate, needing to communicate something, they're going to be frustrated. They're going to have a lot of anxiety if they can't. And so we've already done clinical studies at the University of Iowa and already showed with statistical significance that this has a big impact on patient satisfaction. So that's, that's another key element to this. So our goal is really to, to make those two improvements, one huge one to the hospital in terms of ROI and one another very, very big one uh, to the patients in terms of patient satisfaction. Got it. So, so, um, so just to just to clarify a little bit. So you've got uh, you've you've got this you've got this this device now. So what's uh, tell tell me just a little bit more about it. How 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 easy is it to set up? Uh, tell me just a little bit more about the the novel itself. Sure. What does it so do, one, actually? one of the unique things about the noddle um, is that there are augmented communication and assistive technology systems in the marketplace for the long-term care market. And you touched on something very important. How easy is it to set up? How easy is it to use? Um, the devices that are in the long-term care market are designed for patients that are probably going to be using them for months, years, maybe the rest of their lives. Most of the patients that we're targeting in the ICU, they may only be using our device for two days, three days, four days, okay? Usually not a long period of time. Um, Oftentimes intubated on a mechanical vent after serious trauma or uh, surgery. And uh, so these patients, we don't have the luxury of we we can take weeks or months to get them up and running and train them. We need to have patients up, running, communicating in 
maybe 20 minutes. And so that's really one of the other unique features about the Noddle. It's a complete system that is streamlined, simple, easy to use. It can be set up by nursing, although oftentimes it's set up by a speech-language pathologist or occupational therapist. But the important thing is we can give it to a patient that's never seen it before, and they can be communicating in a matter of minutes, not days or weeks or months. Fascinating, fascinating. So I know you've gone through the – it sounds like there's a lot of background here, and you've recently gotten through the 510K market clearance on this. Can you tell us a little bit about that process, sure. how difficult so, it is, and, and what challenges you faced in that? Yeah, so the, the um, we're, we're what's called a, a Class two device, and with – very few exceptions, Class II devices are required to go through the 510K process with the FDA, uh, which, which we did. Um, we went through that process uh, in 78 days of review with the FDA, which is really fast. The average for a 510K is 153 days. Um, so we were, we were very pleased with the process. In my career, I've done, uh, this will be my sixth, uh, 510K, and I've done two PMAs. Um, and I think that the, the speed at which we went through the 510K uh, was a combination of things. I mean, my experience helped, but uh, certainly it was the, the team effort. Um, a huge amount of work done uh, by our regulatory uh, department, um, by our engineering uh, department. We had very good consultants on board that helped us. But the other thing I'll say is that we had fantastic communication with the FDA. The FDA was very open and very eager to uh, listen to us and have open discussions with us, which in many of the previous 510Ks and PMAs I went through, uh, that was not so much the case. So I, I was overall very, very pleased with the, with the process, both on, from our standpoint and, and from the FDA's. So do you attribute that to a, a culture change, some kind of culture change at the FDA recently? or, or well, the uh, FDA, Yes, I, the FDA does have a new director, and so that, that certainly could be a part of it. Um, and, in fact, I have uh, spoken with other CEOs of uh, medical devices and therapeutics, and they've said similar things. They've said that, that, that it is a more uh, collaborative process with the FDA than it used to be. And that's really very, very positive. Uh, I, I, I hope that trend continues because that, that's helpful for everybody. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So now that you've got your 510K clearance and uh, you've got, got this fantastic product, uh, uh, you're cleared for market, what, what are your next plans? So the, the next steps, we're, we, we've got a couple of things going on. One is we're expanding our clinical trials, and so we're going to be opening up at other hospitals such as Thomas Jefferson University, uh, NYU, University of Wisconsin. There's a consortium in St. Louis uh, that will be part of it. That will include uh, Barnes-Jewish, Washington University, and St. Louis Children's. Um, these clinical trials are really important because uh, this device is new to the hospital, and so we need these people to prove it out, write papers, uh, give presentations at national conferences. 
so that others realize how significant um, this can be to their practice. Uh, the other thing that we'll be doing is we'll be doing a soft launch in Philadelphia and Chicago. And that soft launch is also really important because anytime you're dealing with new technology in emerging markets, which is uh, really my background in medical devices, um, the process, the purchasing process, and how and wor what works best for the hospital, and it's almost never the same from hospital to hospital, uh, we have to really fully understand that. Um, ultimately, our goal is to be selling through uh, distribution, so through dealers and distributors throughout the country. But in 2017, the soft launch, will be doing that directly, and that's really to fully understand our customer, know everything that they need, uh, make sure that all of the sales models are worked out properly and to our customer satisfaction before we go prime time with that distribution network in 2018. Got it. Got it. So uh, you're you're really feeling out the the market, how it's going to be, you know, how it's going to be reimbursed. Really, what your go-to market strategy is with it right now. I think you have some good su suspicions as far as going through distributors and that type of thing, but you really are trying to understand the buying process at all these uh, different health facilities. Is that correct? That's correct. That's that's exactly what we need to do. Okay. So tell me a little bit more, too. Uh, I, I think with startups, the big question is uh, how how have you been funded and how, how do you get your funding and are you still raising funds uh to expand yeah. so that's that's a great question and that's always a you know a big challenge um we uh we've raised about uh 550,000 in non-dilutive uh capital and so that's a combination we had an SBIR phase 1 we had two uh, GAP awards from the University of Iowa. We had the Iowa Economic Development Authority uh, 100,000 uh, demo fund award. We had uh, Wellmark. We've gotten two rounds of Wellmark funding. Um, and we have uh, a round of, uh, there's a, a grant that we applied for for Children's Hospitals of uh, Philadelphia which that in its own right is, is very interesting because how this can impact a child is, is really quite huge. Um, so the non-dilutive funding is great. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you love that because you're not, you're not having to dilute your shares, but that's never enough. Uh, we also did a Series A uh, funding, which was primarily angels and uh, angel groups, and that was about a million-dollar round. It was just, just north of a million dollars. And we will be opening next month uh, a new round, uh, and that will be a Series B round uh, for $5 million. And I can tell you that, um, you know, it's, it's really very uh, challenging to raise money uh, before you're ready to take on revenue. So obviously in our, in our situation, uh, before we were cleared to market, um, raising that money in Series A was, was tough. Um, but but we did it, and obviously the people that were uh, involved with that, um, that's going to be very good news for them because now we've we've overcome that hurdle. And I was never worried about that hurdle, but investors are worried about that hurdle. You know, sometimes some people go into FDA clearance and they say, well, you know, it's going to be a 90-day process, which is what I I was saying it would be for our device. 
Um, and lo and behold, the FDA every now and then can throw you a curveball, and your 90-day process turns out being a six-month process. Um, so once you're over that hurdle, investors are a whole lot com- more comfortable. And in fact, now uh, we've been getting calls from investors. They've been calling, asking us, are you going to be opening up another round, and uh, when will it be, and we're interested in this. So uh, that's really good news. That was completely different than, than the conversations I was having uh, pre-FDA clearance. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. Well, we're coming to the end of our time here uh, today, uh, Reeves. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I, you know, I, I certainly thank you for sharing, and it's it's a it's a very interesting product, and sounds like you have an uh, interesting uh, direction you're going here. I'm going to reserve the right to maybe uh, come back and visit you in the near future and have another discussion on on what you've accomplished and where you're at in the process. Well, we would we would definitely welcome that follow up uh, conversation. Um, I can I can just tell you that um, now having achieved the 510k having a product that I know is going to be so impactful for both patients, hospitals, and uh, caregivers, um, it's really exciting for me. You know, as I said, I've, I've been involved in emerging markets in medical devices, uh, the, the large part, the, the majority of my career. I've never had a situation, this is an interesting situation, where we have the Joint Commission has mandated that we provide this communication and no one has entered this space. So it's already been recognized as to how important this is at a accrediting body level. And, and it's still, if I find it remarkable that nobody's entered this space. Um, so having a patented technology that's gone through 510K clearance in a market space that is completely untapped and having that joint commission um, mandate behind it, uh, as you can imagine, this is very, very exciting. Um, we're, we're, I'm, I'm poised for a very, very rapid uh, adoption rate in the market and very, very excited about uh, not only what 2017 will have to offer, but really 2018. That's really when we do our full launch. So uh, very, very exciting times. And I want to thank you for uh, having interest in us and taking the time to talk to us. Sounds good, Reeves. Well, you have a wonderful you have a wonderful day, and it's been in great talking to you. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, terrific. Thank you, Eric. been listening to med jabber and jabber talks if you like what you just heard tell your friends to go to medjabber.com and subscribe until next time we wish a life of freedom contribution and satisfaction